Welcome back to the Digital Suit Podcast, a hilariously geeky podcast that challenges what it means to be a geek today. As always, we're bringing you all sorts of information and conversations to enhance your geeky lifestyle, including a send-off for the late, great Burt Reynolds, tensions rising between Spotify and the music industry, and we have one of the most absurd super fights in the Geek Off to date. So pull up a chair, get your geek on, and don't forget to stick around for our unsigned music spotlight featuring a track from the band Semmelweis. Jason, remember to use your manners this time. Hey, thanks, Dave. All right, well, welcome back to Digital <laughs> Soup. The <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. The only podcast that believes that if you're not supposed to have a 3M lasagna little snack, then why did they put that dang light in the refrigerator? Am I right? Ooh, it's a lasagna kind of day. You are right. I've been uh, <laughs> I've been hungry for lasagna. Even my daughter today was asking for lasagna. Garfield over here. Yeah, it's like Garfield season. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! But you know that's what I'm saying. You know, you need that. You know, you need that light. You know, only at night during the day you don't need that light. So you're supposed to eat at 3 a.m. I suppose okay. I'll roll I with think it. That's, I'll try that diet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get on here uh, to all the new listeners just joining us. My name is Jason, and what? joining me, what? Jason. Who? Jason. This is Adam. <laughs> I was just going to do that. <laughs> and joining me in the virtual studio today is... Hi, kids. Do you like silence? <laughs> <laughs> I do, especially when my kids are yelling all day and customers are yelling, employees are yelling. Just give me a little bit of silence. But again, that was uh, Slim Adam, and and also joining us is usually Dave. How's it going, gentlemen? Doing good. I bet Adam's loving his new name. Slim, yeah, it was the first time for everything to be called. Make that stick, huh? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, but that's that's S-A. S-A. So S-A? Slim Adam. Slim Adam. S A. Super America. His initials. All right. Well, uh, as Dave likes to say uh, once in a while, we're going to pull the curtain back for a second and we're going to let everybody know that we're actually recording about four days early this week. Yeah. And the only reason this is important is just several hours before we went to air, uh, we did get the news that uh, we did lose Burt Reynolds. And, uh, you know, as soon as it happened, you know, the three of us started talking about it because we have fond memories of Burt Reynolds, not just from Smokey and the Bandit, but... Smokey and the what? Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, Bandit? Bandit. Bandit. Yeah, not Bandit. The Bandit? I thought you said Smokey <laughs> You're on and Bandit the Bandit. Camera. <laughs> <laughs> My bandage is smoking. Oh, boy. Your bandage is smoking? <laughs> yeah, my bandage. But uh, yes, uh, we did lose him today. I believe yeah. he was eighty-two. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, you know, we we started talking about him a little bit, and then all of a sudden, in our feed from Dave pops up this uh, naked picture of uh, Burt Reynolds laying on a uh, bearskin rug. <laughs> you guys had never seen that before. I had not. Why seen would that. I have seen that? Are you kidding? That was a I famous image. Well, it was groundbreaking at the time because he posed, I believe it was for Playgirl magazine. Oh, really? He, he, it was Unlike a big you, deal. you, I don't have a subscription. This was before <laughs> I, I was born. I almost spit my pop out, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was before I was born or when I was a toddler. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm I mean, just Burt Reynolds, what yeah, did you say? He was 80-something. 82. Photo. 
But this, yeah, this was in in the prime of his career, like early, early on. You know, he looked like he was posing for Jack in Titanic in that picture. He, well, yeah, he basically did a nude spread. He was laid out on a, a bearskin rug, and strategically covered his privates there. But the funny thing is, you can tell it was the the seventies, late seventies, early eighties, whenever that picture was, because the dude is laying on a bearskin rug, but looks like he's also wearing. A uh, uh, patchy bearskin rug because he's just all <laughs> '70s hair everywhere. And now you said that you printed this off life size, right? So you could study it. Can you go into <laughs> a little more detail on like his feet? Well, not on his feet. I can tell you the lighting was coming in. They had a what is he box. a hobbit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was for I was Shire, studying the Shire. lighting. Yeah, <laughs> for Shire. Okay, now Dave, uh, I do have to say uh, something about what you just said there. Yeah. Uh, because you're, you're saying that he has 70s body hair. So what you're saying is you shave your body? No, I don't. I don't, but I don't I don't flaunt it. Like, I don't even take my shirt off in public at the beach or something. What? You don't take your shirt off when you're swimming? No, I've got, like, um, these, they're made for swimming, but they're almost like Under Armour, um, but just a, a, a shirt I'll wear if I go swimming. Very I modest. Go, I don't really go swimming much, but I'm pasty white and well, yeah. hairy as a hairy as a Sasquatch. Yeah, and, and I don't need to be scaring kids when I come up out of the water looking like a drowned rat. That's a very fat <laughs> drowned rat. So <laughs> that drowned rat's had a healthy diet. Yeah, the, the best part about that picture, I, I've been having having. I don't know f- if there is a best part. David. No, there is. There's, there's a good part to this, and I, I told you guys this in the in the chat. But I've been having some fun with my one uncle. He's my dad's youngest brother. Funkle. Um, family Funkle. member of him, my my uncle. But he he likes to to take to Facebook and and post stuff a lot. And I've been having fun just kind of trolling him with little gifts and memes lately. And so he put up the news today after we had been talking about it. He said, oh, man, I just saw the news on CNN or whatever. Um, Burt Reynolds passed away. One of my one of my favorites growing up. I love Smokey and the Bandit and his other roles, of course. And I wrote back and I, I left him a, a nice comment and said, yes, RIP indeed. You know, some great films. Everyone knows Smokey and the Bandit and, and uh, you know, Deliverance and a lot of the other films he was in. But a lot of people, especially the ladies, may remember him for his other more questionable choices, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And then I hit send on that comment and waited a minute till I saw that he saw it. And then I stuck that same picture I sent you guys, his famous centerfold pose. And I threw it in there and waited till he saw it. And then I, I pulled it off. I didn't want to be too obscene there. but And there's nothing, there's no nudity or anything like that. I mean, he is naked, but he's covered with his hands. So... But I've been having fun trolling my uncle a little bit, so I don't think he listens to this anyways. But if you do, uh, I'm just having fun with you, so don't uh, don't worry about it. Don't get uptight. But uh, the yeah. last movie, and I, I still haven't seen this movie, but the but the last movie he was in that I even recognize the title, yeah, was back in 2007. But he was uh, in the movie in the name of the king, a dungeon oh, yeah. siege tale. Yeah, yeah. He played uh, King Conrad or Reed. Sure. Conrad. Now, Conrad. What's R E I D? K O N R E I D. Conrad. Conrad. I don't yeah. know how you pronounce no, it. I remember that flick. Uh, yeah, I, you know, ne- I, I never seen it though, but I, I have it. Of course, we remember him from the, the Longest Yard and stuff. And yeah, uh, Deliverance, nineteen seventy two. But mm-hmm. hey, the Dukes of Hazard movie where he played Boss Hog. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Newer remake. The Bottom thing line, is, this guy's got a tremendously long list of movies he starred in, starring he way does. back into the fifties. Now, is it safe to say that 
I mean, I know later in his career, a lot of his movie roles, he showed up, he had a full beard and everything else. But especially when he was in his prime and early on, he might have been the pre-Magnum PI example of rocking that mustache. Like one of the most recognizable mustaches out there. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, you know, the other thing is, I mean, he's got a huge, like Adam just said, he's got a huge library of films that he made. But I found this list I wanted to bounce off you guys. This is based on the uh, businessinsider.com website. Of course, everybody is covering this news right now. You can find a billion articles out there. Did you know some of the roles that he turned down were just as legendary as the roles he had? I did not. So you, let me blast through this. Did you know Burt Reynolds turned down, before Harrison Ford, he turned down the role of Han Solo? Wow. Can you imagine Star Wars with Burt Reynolds instead of Harrison Ford? <laughs> Could you imagine that laugh as the Millennium Falcon is getting away from TIE Fighters? (laughs) Right. Can you do the Burt Reynolds laugh? I can't. Adam, you're good at impersonating things. Nah, I can't. Nah, I can't either. I'm not even going to attempt it. We're all bad at this. (laughs) How about this one? Um, He turned down the opportunity to be uh, the first American James Bond. Oh, really? Yep. He was going to do that. Instead, someone with the last name, uh, let's see, Bond producer Albert Broccoli went to Reynolds to be the next 007. Broccoli? Yep. That's what it's spelled. B-R-O-C-C-O-L-I. What about Steve Brussels Sprouts? Maybe. <laughs> Cal E. Flower. I, that's his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> cow eat flower. <laughs> oh, that cow guy We're, always gets me. Our, our oh, dad God, jokes are on point tonight. <laughs> no, but um, he he felt that he wasn't uh, that it wouldn't you know an American wouldn't be able to pull off James Bond. So Sean Connery got the role. Mm. Um, he regrets not accepting the role in terms of endearment. Uh, actor mm. turned him down. Apparently, uh, legend has it that he chose a NASCAR comedy called Stroker Ace instead. That was actually pretty good. I remember that movie. Yeah, and it's then been uh, forever since I've seen it. Wasn't sure. his agent for that movie Johnny Asparagus? <laughs> no, James L. Brooks. Oh, he, okay. I guess he specifically wrote that role for. It was a joke, Dave. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, no, no, you moron. <laughs> no, he does not have a veggie name. You idiot. <laughs> no, um, he turned it down. The role went to Jack Nicholson, who took home Best Supporting Oscar mm. for the role. Reynolds never did win an Oscar. Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Best, you said best supporting, supporting Oscar. Oh, he won an Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. Sorry, oh, okay. for Best Supporting. Actor. <laughs> Out of all the Oscars that supported, it was him, <laughs> and then the Grouch. And it he wasn't. Won. Yeah, it wasn't a real Oscar. <laughs> it was just like part of the trusses on the side of the stage holding it up. Uh, but there was one role that he turned down that he did not regret. And picture this movie. We've all seen the story. We've seen the movie many times. Man hires prostitute for companionship, ends up falling in love. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. Reynolds was offered the role before Richard Gere turned it down. And, uh, Reynolds agreed that it would have been kind of a weird choice to see him in that role opposite Ju- Julia Roberts because yeah. by that time I think that's he kind was of the case older. though for for any movie where we've seen it, it's popular there's an established actor it's hard to picture somebody else like Chris yep. Farley was originally going to be the voice of Shrek well he yeah he actually started he did all the yeah. voice and they had to wow. come in because he died yeah there you that can find you can find cuts of that out online I, I think oh, really? Mike Michael Mike Myers I think released. 
um, or someone did a few number of years back. Now they released kind of a, a dubbed version that had the Chris Farley lines, if I remember right. It's it's interesting. Um, think about though at, at that time, Richard Gere was known, but he wasn't a huge name like he was after that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's one that Burt Reynolds was a very established name. Same thing when you look at you know roles like James Bond or or uh, Han Solo. Harrison Ford was unknown going into this movie. Burt Reynolds was a sure thing. He was a big name actor and turned that down. And you, you, you got to wonder like how much would it have changed that movie? No, probably quite a bit. I mean, it just, it's really crazy to think about because I, I don't know. I mean, obviously with a new solo film that came out, the star Wars story, the one that stunk, it, it didn't stink. Great. It was fantastic. Oh, ask the box office, all right? Ask the box, the box office? Ask. Don't the believe box. the hype. Go watch it yourself, and you'll agree it was a ton of fun. Okay, Chuck D. But <laughs> don't believe the hype. That movie obviously has a different different person playing hand, but you know, from early on in those original Star Wars, I don't know that, boy, I can't picture Reynolds doing it. And he would have had to have had the mustache because I don't know that he would have shaved it off. I don't think I would want to see Burt Reynolds without a mustache. Well, go watch Deliverance. He doesn't have one. True. True. Oh, I, yep, I, that is correct. But he has. A, he's on a canoe trip with a fancy, like, leather vest and yeah. a bow. <laughs> yeah. So automatically awesome. Here's a little trivia question for you. Can you guys name? Okay. Burt Reynolds and Sean Connery did collaborate in something one time. Can you guys name what they collaborated in? Was a movie Burt or Reynolds and Sean Connery? I'm not. Uh, that'll give it away if I tell you. So I'm not going to tell you. But can you think of something that you've seen both Burt Reynolds and Sean Connery in? Well, other than SNL. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Celebrity Jeopardy, dude. <laughs> oh, Turd Ferguson. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't realize he was in, in uh, do you remember the movie back in 96 with Demi Moore, uh, Strip Tease? Yep. Uh, he was in Boogie Nights. I, I didn't I didn't well, remember that. One of I don't know what I've ever... One of the famous things, uh, he was actually the original founder of Reynolds Rap before he sold the company. It's also a cool piece of trivia. Is that real or are you just joking? Yeah, that's legit. Legit, yeah. huh? Yeah. Crazy. No, it's it's not. You liar. <laughs> liar McLiar pants. <laughs> and also a little known fact that his brother, Ernie Reynolds. <laughs> yep. And his nephew Ryan's doing pretty good. He was in Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, he was in that Green Lantern film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One no, because you know, uh Deadpool went back in time and killed Ryan Reynolds before he could actually make Green Lantern. True. Yep, the the storyline has been rewritten. He, you know, I'm looking at this, I mean, honestly, Burt Reynolds, what a massive career. I mean, as Kevin Smith likes to yeah. say, you know, they, they talk about it. This is the phrase they use in their Hollywood Babylon. They call it a big bucket of win, you know, when, when a guy has a, a or, or a woman has a huge career like this. I mean, everything from all dogs go to heaven to the classics. I'm looking at this and I thought, you know, it'd be kind of fun to just do a you know, Burt Reynolds marathon and, and just watch, you know, go spend a, spend a month and just watch all of his films. But goodness, you'd be here for years. He was in the movie without a paddle member with Seth Green. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. I don't remember his role in there. Matthew Lillard, Seth Green. I know he was in there, it says, but I don't remember his role driven. I mean, there's just so many flicks. So it'd be interesting to see listeners. If you throw out the, the, you know, maybe the, most common choices smoking the bandit 
deliverance, you know, those kind of things. It'd be interesting to see what some of our super friends think is their their favorite Burt Reynolds movies or or shows or anything he was in. He was in a lot of sci-fi type stuff. He was in uh, Twilight Zone. He was in yep. um, Amazing Bubba. Stories. Yeah. Impressive Episode of uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. I wonder why he was in that. <laughs> Le- legendary career, this guy. Exactly, no. exactly. Kudos so. and props. Thanks, Burt Reynolds, for the for the good entertainment and right. rest in peace. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's a nice picture in the show notes. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> the king. <laughs> wow. Well, it's funny because you know that pose that the king is <laughs> the, the, Jason has posted in our show notes, which we won't share on our website because it's not appropriate. What? But um it's it's a photo of the Burger King king that that creepy mask guy posing similar to burt reynolds on a bearskin rug and covered up with a what looks like to be a mountain lion rug and but it's funny think about it the the pose that <laughs> everyone laughs about um oh what's his name from uh jurassic park goldblum jeff goldblum his oh, yeah. the, they, even, they made a funko pop that's laying in that pose Oh really? Yeah, and it's him with his shirt unbuttoned, like a, a sexy Jeff Goldblum pose. Deadpool <laughs> then redid that pose as Deadpool Goldblum kind of thing. There's all actually oh, Funko Pops of that. I love. I have to say this real fast, though, since you brought up Deadpool and poses. Yeah, I love that pose on the cover of uh, Deadpool 2's uh, Blu-ray where he's. Oh, like uh, flash what is dance? that famous? Yeah, that's what it is. Flash dance with the water coming down yeah. on him on the chair. Yeah, that's that, that was one of the first promo images that came out. So that that's the yeah. It's not water though. It's just bullets raining down. Oh, on is that what it is? Yeah. I didn't look closely enough at it. Yeah, yeah. King of spoofs, but good good career. You know, always sad to see sad to see these legends go, but we all have to get there someday. It's it's the end for all of us eventually. So including the PS2 as we know. Yeah. It. And Adam, right. can you I don't know. sing I that? I feel fine. It's the end of the PS2 as we know it. And I feel fine. For those still own the PS2, Sony's putting an end to the repair support of the second generation console. According to reports, <laughs> PlayStation Clinic in Japan's not going to do any repairs anymore after September 7th, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah, so basically, I think we nailed that story. Yeah, right. so basically what the news is, is the PlayStation 2... You can't purchase them new anymore, of course, and no longer are you going to be able to get them repaired from the PlayStation Clinic in Japan. That's where you had to send all your repairs off to. So no longer are you going to be able to have your system repaired. So once it goes, it's... Oh. Do you understand what I just said there? Yep. It went to a lower note. Yeah. <laughs> no octaves up that time. No, it's like... Burr, burr, burr. You know, considering that there's two generations later, you yeah. know, different consoles. In fact, it's like the PS3s you don't even repair anymore. Right. I wish I had one, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> okay. I'm moving. I got so much to do. That's true. Let's think it's one less thing yeah. you'd have to move if you just drop yeah. that bad ride in the mail. Well, why don't you just drop by and pick it up and maybe help me move? I'll send you a box. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam, I, I think, though, your comment on this when you when you first read the story of saying, is this even news? I think that's the 
the biggest takeaway here is that <laughs> I didn't realize. I mean, if you look on like the Facebook groups where they're always, you know, the marketplace where people are selling stuff locally, it's not uncommon to see PS2s and oh, yeah. PS3s, stuff like that pop up. Obviously, you weren't buying these new in the store anymore, unless maybe you got it at Toys R Us when they were clearancing out their yeah. warehouses and I digging just, stuff off shelves. But yeah, my roommate in college had one. We'd play it, and that was twenty years ago. Right. So <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I. It's it's hard to believe that up until right now, you could actually say, "Oh man, my PS2 died. Mm. Let me send that in for repair." I mean, that wow. really you got to kind of credit sony for for still supporting that for that long i bet you they had like one guy that could still do it and then he was like you know i'm gonna retire yeah and they're like well that's the end of the ps2 it yeah. lasted windows xp so sounds a lot like how the film companies like kodak and, and fuji you know all of their actual film production when especially kodak a What's lot of fudgy <laughs> no fudgy. big news out of fuji x series today but we don't have to talk about that right now but um, with with the Kodak, you know, film production line with with a lot of their classic lines, Ektar, Kodachrome, all of those. That's exactly what happened. They kind of shut it down, and all the people Ektar, that knew the Kodachrome. yeah, the, all the people that knew the recipes to make this stuff, and you know, ba uh, batch I produce or mass it. produce all of this, uh, you know, color film. Those people died off, retired. They lost the recipes. Don't have it, so they're they're slowly reintroducing some. Kodak, I think, announced that they're going to be reintroducing, or they maybe already have um, the Ektar line, which doesn't mean anything if you're not a photographer. But Ektar, just a, a type of film for their film cameras. Barada Nikto. <laughs> the, the thing is with it though is they basically had to reverse engineer the thing from the ground up to figure out how to mass produce this new film and which is an old film that they're just trying to bring back it's kind of crazy when you think of it Baby, so kudos to sony for supporting Every it for all this time could see. <laughs> hey uh so well hold on hold on hold on before we go on to the next story here i was letting dave t talk about that but i did want to point out one <laughs> that thing that was nice here. you ah, he thank you, you talk, sir. dave yeah, it was very thank nice. you very much no, <laughs> I just. Oh no! I, I wanted to let I wanted to let everybody know that uh, yes, the PS2 has come to an end. Unfortunately, you cannot throw these PS2 games in your PS4 and play them. Ah, so good th point. Th this is probably why a lot of people have been holding on to it because there's a lot of great games on the PS2. And now there's no way for them to actually play the physical discs. But luckily, PS2 games have now been added to the PS Now service, which for those of you who don't know what that oh, is, that's downloads. A, it's a, yeah, a subscription-based service where you can play PS3 games, even PS4 games, all you want throughout the month, you know, as long as you pay your subscription. And they've now added some of the greatest PS2 games on it also. So there's probably still some of your favorite games you're not going to be able to play, but at least you're going to be able to, you know, play some of them now. You're not, with your PS2 dying, it's not like the end of the world now for all those games. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you guys this real quick because I did not own a PS2. At that time, I had the you Xbox. You didn't? Nope. I oh. had the Xbox at that time. Okay. And my first play, I went from the PS1 to Xbox to PS3. And so on the PS2, obviously, we have a mutual friend, um, Derek, who I don't know, Adam, if you knew Derek at all, but... Um, he had the PS2, I know, and and we used to play it a little bit when I'd hang out at his place. But I, I didn't, I don't, I off the top of my head, I cannot remember a lot of the games. Like, what were the big games on PS2? 
one that you would like a lot because I believe you enjoyed the first one was Ape Escape Two. You played the first one, right? Mm. Ape Where you Escape? had you had that net and you were uh, there were these apes with like these. Uh, um, it almost looked like a, a a Kmart red light special light on the top of their heads. I and vaguely being, remember it. But yeah, they were being controlled by someone. Kind of disappointed you. You're like, that's the one you picked that you think I would love. Like, <laughs> well, I'm I'm looking at a list of PS2 games that are so available. So you just on read PS2 the first now. one. The no, first on one on the list. Now. Man, <laughs> uh, one that you would love if you don't remember this one, Ape Escape, you big ape up in Minnesota. <laughs> Dumb as an ape up there. You'd love this one. Uh, you got a yeah, Kmart red light special hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Run around with a net. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Roxanne. So just. <laughs> you don't have to put out the red light. Unless you're playing Ape Escape 2. Yeah. <laughs> Catch your ape with a net. All right. Let, let, <laughs> let know, me just. Dave's let, favorite game. <laughs> yes. Catching apes with nets. Yep. Net ape. Oh. A net ape. That's what. Oh, they should have named it. Wasn't that that, that old browser? <laughs> That's Netscape. Net. Oh, oh yes. I thought it was inspired and by Net App is a is a storage area network product. Oh, true, true. Yeah. Okay. What oh, else, Jason? Uh, well, I was gonna say a couple of the, the really great games that were on there was. Do you remember Maximo Ghost of uh, Ghost to Glory? No. It was a 3D version of Ghosts and Goblins. Remember Ghosts and Goblins? Yes. On the old classic systems. That this was, was an upgrade. Game. Yeah, it, it was it was a it was a fun game. Uh, the Warriors debuted on it, but you all had that on the Xbox Warriors. original too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burnout Three, but oh, again, Burnout series. Okay, again, that was over on that um, Street Fighter series. Uh, was on there. Yeah, the Street Fighters, Twisted Metal. I assume there was a, was there a big Final Fantasy title that came out PS2. Yes. Final Which, Fantasy Eleven, I think, was one okay. of them. Well, just like every series of the PS of the playstation there's a huge swath of good grand games. turismo 4 so you couldn't get that anywhere else that was a playstation exclusive dodge, 4, yeah. dodge grand caravan 2 yes uh, <laughs> it's uh, like you drive around running the kids to practice yeah. dropping them off at school getting some groceries yep, right. and then all of a sudden you stop you got to diagnose an engine problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah i should know uh, jack and daxter series was on oh it. yeah ratchet and clank start on ps2 jack and Daxter. yeah i think so uh, Silent Hill 2 was on PS2, and we all know how much we love those games. Yeah, Silent Hill was fun. Yeah, and cool. then the uh, the first 3D uh, Grand Theft Auto was on PS2. Nice. Cute. So there's some good stuff there, then. Yeah, there's some. I mean, but uh, every one of them I named is not in the 10 PS2 games that were added to PS Now. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, before we move on, quick breaking news tying in since we're talking about gaming. We've mentioned this game before. I think I've I've talked about it. I have it on the PS3, and I might have even picked it up on my PC. But that that role playing fantasy RPG called Kingdoms of Amalar, yes, um, the Reckoning, I that was just just bought. Um, that that franchise series was just bought by THQ Nordique. So it looks like they may be looking to revive that series. So THQ cool. still exists? I didn't I think they so. exist anymore. I, they used to do some great wrestling games, I remember. I always yep. pronounce it Thuck. <laughs> hey, this is a family show. You, THQ. You lisping cursor. <laughs> You've got the mouth of a sailor with a lisp. Yep. <laughs> If you were on Spotify, they would definitely have to put explicit next to your name. Yeah, there would be a lot yeah. of tension between me and the music industry. Exactly. Yes. What a weird segue. Yeah, but it was fun. 
We so still tell us after what's going all on this, with this, Dave. This is your story. Yeah, after all this time, we still cannot just you, you. No matter how weird it gets, we have to call out the segue. Why? Why do we do that to ourselves? That's all right because uh, it's no. fun. So what's going on? Um, like Adam mentioned, or, or Jason, whoever read the title, the um, he doesn't know our voices, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> don't know him. I just can't remember. But um, which one of you said that? But the tension between Spotify and the music industry in general, especially the big three um, music publishing companies, is really building because contracts are coming up soon. And so, of course, the music industry is saying that well, Spotify is just ripping people off. They're now putting music videos into their uh, Spotify streams for artists, and they're not paying the music industry uh, as much as they should be because music is very um, music in audio form is very different than the video, and they should be getting more for that. And so the music industry is saying that they're getting ripped off. Meanwhile, Spotify is continuing to get more and more successful. They're seeing themselves grow. The music industry is basically saying, look, Spotify is nothing. It's just the music that's there. The only reason people are, are using it is because it's the music that's available on there. Spotify is coming at it and saying, hey, look, we're doing some very innovative stuff here, and we'd like to do a lot more, but the music industry is is holding us down. They're, they're stopping us at every turn and fighting us from everything we're trying to do to innovate. So a lot of you know posturing i guess you'd say right now happening and so the big thing that it all boils down to is that contracts are coming due so we'll have to see what happens because when you think about it you know spotify not long ago we had that story this was last winter here i think remember they were losing so much money and then they went public and uh started you know people could buy their stock and invest in spotify and things have really turned around pretty well for them they're continuing to grow and dig out of that hole and do well if they don't get the contracts renewed or they get them renewed at a much higher cost, that could really... It's not really a contract, though. (laughs) It's just a binding agreement, you (laughs) jerk. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's it's one of those things, though, that really could change the the shape of music. Because think about it. If you wipe Spotify out, say these three music companies decide, you know what, we're not giving Spotify access anymore. Spotify's gone in a heartbeat. They'll still have some podcast stuff, but they're done. Without the music on there, there's nothing. And I don't know what the alternatives are, Apple Music and stuff, but that's going to change the face of music. And what does the music industry think that people are going to do? Go back to buying CDs? I mean, I, I just don't see it happening. So obviously we think something will work out, but the tension's getting high. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's, uh, I, I, of course, we're not in that world, the Spotify world. We're not artists, so we don't get to see what kind of, uh, you know, revenue they're making and stuff. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's jokes all over the internet and stuff where, and there was a, a one skit that I'd seen, and I wish I had a link to it. I'd have to search for it. Maybe I'll find it, be able to put it in the show notes. But it was hilarious. It was, um, Two musicians, they uh, just got a letter in the mail and it said Spotify on the outside. And they, you know, one of them runs up the other, we got our Spotify check. Oh, yeah, we got yeah. our Spotify check. And they open it up and it said something like, uh, thank you for, uh, you had uh, like 50 million listens this month. Here is your check, uh, f- uh, your residuals, $3.62. Right. Sweet. So, well, so basically, that's kind of saying they don't make any money. Yeah, uh, definitely not like the old days with record deals. Yeah, well, well, here's here's some numbers for you. This is based on the article we've got linked here from the Bloomberg.com website. Um, 
Spotify right now is their, their gripe is that most of the revenue that they're making from their monthly subscriptions for the, the premium subscribers is getting paid out as royalties already. So they're really not making money. Um, at, at this time of the article, they're saying that they're expected to lose almost another $600 million this year, which is insane. Oh, what are Even they, movie though, pass? <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though they're being considered successful because they're continuing to grow. Now, here's where, like we had talked about some of that royalty stuff, they've been looking to grow in ways that don't increase those royalty costs, which is what the music industry is fighting and trying to stop them from doing. And so they've tested some new advertising models, uh, rolled out a new free tier to boost their user base, things like that. And some of that stuff we've talked about before, it almost feels like we should be sponsored by Spotify. Although you can listen to Digital Soup on Spotify, and we'd love it if you followed us over there. Please Back do Back to the, the story here, It's so here, easy. Though. It is. And this, is a, this next part is interesting because there is a movement happening within Spotify that they have, uh, it's been reported, they've been licensing music from some artists directly, bypassing the label altogether, which means artists who they're licensed directly with Spotify, they don't have the contract. The record companies or the industry is not taking their cut off the top, which means the artists are keeping more money and Spotify keeps more money as well. And so... Of course, that makes the music companies furious because they're seeing people decide to say, hey, Spotify is huge. Let's license directly to Spotify if they can get that deal. Cut the music company, the you know, the these large corporations out of the deal. And so they're that's why they're panicking. To me, it seems like you know, Spotify is looking for ways to take independent artists, you know, like guys they reference in here like Chance the Rapper. Um showing that they, they might not need labels at all, you know, if they can take advantage of Spotify's and other services user base. So it's kind of kind of interesting. This article gives a lot of great information. So if you're interested in hearing more, definitely go check that out because there's a ton of, you know, arguments made for both sides where you can kind of see where they're both coming from. So all right. So uh which one of you two is a mathematician? Mathematician. Wow. Math. Oh That's God. someone who is really good <laughs> at math. Magical math. They yeah. can seal the What is math. this, Common Core? <laughs> yes. All right, I'm sorry. I've been up since 3 a.m. What kind of All math right. do you need here? All right, so here's from uh, CNBC. Uh, talking about um, Spotify, Apple Music, and how much they, you know, the artists are getting paid. Mm -hmm. It says Spotify pays about... Uh, six one hundredths it's point zero zero six per stream to the holder of the music rights okay so so what is that that's that's that's, that's less that's less than a penny six hundred dollars for every one hundred thousand plays okay mm -hmm. so a hundred so how much six dollars six hundred dollars for six hundred thousand plays so six thousand wow. dollars for a million yep which is a little bit less than what you'd make on YouTube, which is about $9,000 per million views, I believe. Which is why you're seeing companies like Patreon really step in and start doing some awesome things as far as, you know, they're allowing a fan base to directly support the artists, whether it's, you know, podcasts, musicians, photographers, YouTubers, game streamers, um, all that stuff, Patreon and, and tools like that are really becoming a very massive way where people can bypass those ad revenue type of streams like YouTube 
and start making some money because you know the people that love their stuff are willing to send them a few bucks a month you know and there's there's none of the you know numbers game that that comes into it so much and that's this is crazy to think about though i'm a hundred thousand listens equals to 600 bucks that's what you said about that's what yeah that was your math now wonder what radio stations i don't know what they're doing now maybe everything's changed now because of all the streaming and everything but say back in the hades say you know even the 80s yeah (laughs) yes in hades oh Uh, in in the 80s 80s i wonder if a radio station played an artist track a hundred thousand times how much revenue that artist was making probably more than 600 bucks well i don't know you don't think so? I, I don't know because Adam, maybe you know this a, a little better. You know, being you've had some more exposure there. Um, do radio stations they don't pay per track every time it's played? I, I, I kind of I don't know why, but I've kind of always been under the assumption that a radio right. station will basically pay a one-time royalty or or monthly royalty or whatever you want to call it to be able a license of sorts to be able to play that artist on you know that track or whatever it is on their station but in a lot of times i wonder if if artists get anything from traditional radio plays because oftentimes that's their method of promoting their album yeah i'm I'm trying to find something on it right now to see if i could uh, figure that out so maybe you are correct maybe radio play was basically just exposure and that was it yep exposure no, there's bucks. there's money to be made there still the stations are paying a, a, a licensing fee a royalty probably to the record company okay. yeah, directly the so it's going to be like your from what i'm reading on cdbaby.com radio airplay is considered a public performance and they generate performance royalties for songwriters collected by the pros so that's ascap bmi or csac sure so in the U.S., um, terrestrial broadcasters, AM or, AM or FM stations, do not pay performers or sound recording copyright owners. They only pay the songwriters, which is why if you're a songwriter um, and you're a musician and you're recording stuff, if you're going to join one of these companies like ASCAP, for instance, I'm a member there mm-hmm. as both a songwriter and a publisher. So if if I publish the song and there's royalties that come out of it that hit the publisher, then that comes to me. Otherwise, if if it's just gets radio play then it wouldn't mm. come to me as a songwriter okay. good tip what, what did you say the other the other uh, company was bmi no csac you, oh i thought that was the burt reynolds picture <laughs> <laughs> am i wrong am i right i don't know you gotta ask dave he's the one that scoured it Closely. <laughs> yeah. so he, is he, no, you do not see any sack. Hey, hey, Dave Pixel peeped it. <laughs> oh, I bet he did. learned something there. Pixel peeping. Oh, so CSAC was originally the Society of European Stage Authors and Composers, but it's a it's a performance rights organization in the U.S. based out of Nashville. <laughs> CSAC. <laughs> Subsidiaries are the Harry Fox Agency. Oh man, <laughs> Harry Fox. <laughs> Again, that's what they call Reynolds. I am, so, <laughs> I am so glad, Adam, that he's directing this at you for a change. Usually, it's me that's getting everything twisted into some crazy innuendos. Hey, um, so since we're talking about this music here, and you know, radio stations, and you know how they're making money, et cetera, streaming. 
Why don't we just jump into this real fast? We'll skip the that story. We'll come back to it. How do you guys get your music? I mean, in the ears. In, oh, through the earballs. Yep. Um. I don't. I. Uh, there. There's Mixed no. Wicked. <laughs> there, uh, I don't have any earballs. Um. I've got ear holes. Auditory canals. Well, no, thanks. Now we know your gender. <laughs> he has a sound orifice. <laughs> I mean, sound orifice. <laughs> sound sonic, co- ho- sonic hole. Sonic collection. <laughs> oh, that's isn't that the bad guy in the new Sonic game? Sonic, sonic hole. hole. Uh, probably not. Uh, I'm. I. I will either watch or listen to something on YouTube, have it in the background streaming, or else um, with my Amazon Prime, I just use the Amazon Music Prime Music. So you basically you're a streamer. You you don't have actual physical CDs anymore. I have some, but I stopped buying them a long time ago. Yeah. In yeah, fact, I, when I when I when I find one, I look and see how scratched it is. I'll throw it in the computer and rip it to MP3. Yeah, and then reburn it for the car. <laughs> no, I just play it off my phone through Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> That's isn't that sad though. Remember the big the big CD collections we used to have, and now it's yeah. like oh, I've I've still got mine. I've got four massive <laughs> binders full of of CDs. Yeah, I I still have it all here, and I went in. Uh, never curated anything, but I'm I'm a Spotify guy. I've been with, using Spotify for ages, and part of the reason why was that I took the time years ago to basically go through my entire CD collection, one disc at a time, and I have one giant playlist in my Spotify library that is literally my entire CD collection, just in one giant playlist. It's enormous. Wow. Obsess and, much? Well, and I would just I'd do it over a period of a few, you know, weeks or whatever. And when I was sitting at the computer doing other stuff, I'd just jump into Spotify and grab that. But jump much? Jump, jump. <laughs> I'm looking to see now, right now. Go ahead and go ahead while I'm going. I'm gonna look and see if it tells me how much. I was gonna songs. say what I had done with the uh, the few CDs that I actually do own is uh, you know, when I ripped them to my computer, I uploaded them to my Google Music account. And the reason why I did that was they're there then forever. I have my actual CDs that I owned on the cloud forever now. Yeah. Uh, accessible through my uh, Google account. Right. Yeah, I, I just looked at this playlist. It's a, it's a cleverly named playlist called My CD Collection. Oh. Um, super, super original. I should have you come rename my folders. Yeah. Hey. The, the next one is called The Big Mix of Stuff I Like. <laughs> but uh, no, the, the My CD collection, there is 4,596 songs, and it'll be, if you want to listen to it start to finish, you need 342 hours and 51 minutes in there. <laughs> so the entire thing is there, and it's a, it's a huge mix of everything from jazz and rock and you know weird stuff and folk, Decemberist, that kind of stuff. But, but it's cool. all there. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, why why not stream? Stream is the way to go. I do just like uh, you, both of you do. I have my Amazon Music uh, because I'm a member. I get to you know what is it like a, over a million songs just There's for the regular uh, 
Prime membership. And then uh, Spotify, which you guys know, I just became a uh, premium member for 99 cents a month yeah. uh, for the first three months. And then four ninety nine dollars uh, a month after that because I get the student discount, which also included Hulu and uh, Showtime. So yeah, and I'm, I'm really bummed about this because I've been paying for Spotify premium at 10 bucks a month for ages. Like a chump? Yeah. yeah. Well, And I went in, went in and looked because I was like, oh, sweet, maybe I can get, maybe I'm getting, I don't even realize the, the Hulu and Showtime subscription with that you can but it's if i i'm kind of grandfathered in on their old premium plan for 10 bucks a month if i upgrade to the new plan which is like 12 or 12.99 a month something like that then i would get the the hulu and showtime um i thought we but, talked about this already yeah with mine you haven't it's crazy but so so basically we're ending up that we all are streamers we're not physical owners anymore like dave he does own cds but you are not going to go out and purchase a new cd correct? no the the only the last uh, the last cds i bought i when metallica came out with their not their last album hardwired to self-destruct but the one before that um what the heck was it called i can't even remember nightmare or something i can't remember um that album I bought because I wanted it. I bought a album from the Decemberists, and I've bought two Dave Matthews bands album, Dave Matthews band albums. But the most recent one I bought was still probably five years ago, six yeah. years ago. Hmm, times have changed. Uh, what is it going to be like for our kids as kids? I mean, how are they going to be getting their music? Oh, I mean, are they straight in the brain? They, we won't be able to hear anything audibly. It'll just be beamed in. Well. It, ironically, you know, we've seen the headphones in, that that let you do that, where it's basically bone conduction. Now it's not even yep. blasting. Oh, those are awesome. Yeah, so I, you can I, hear everything around you yep. still, but music is just the it vi you know, vibrating right through your skull, so you can hear it. Sweet. It's I'm crazy. seriously thinking about getting a, a pair of those sometime. I do. I hear that ad all the time on one of the podcasts I listen to, and I'm like, man, that would be so awesome because. How many times are you out doing your... Okay, here's what I like to do. Whenever I mow, I always listen to music. I'm always... You know, I don't like to just hear the drone of the mower. But my kids are out in the yard and stuff, and I don't hear them go, Daddy, Daddy, they have a question or whatever, until like I complete a lane and I come back and I see him waving at me. Then I'll take my headphones off, turn off the mower and talk to him. But, you know, I'd be able to hear him then. But then I'd also be able to hear that mower. So not hear the kids. It's dangerous out there. What was that? It's dangerous by the mower. Tell them to get in the house. <laughs> I do. I yell at them. Uh, being a part of the yard, I'm not. There you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want a rock to throw up and get you in the head. Exactly. I hate when rocks throw up. <laughs> hey, what time is it, guys? It's time for a geek up. <laughs> Polar bear. All right, guys. So we've got we Dave has done a little bit of work on our brackets for yeah. our super fights, and it looks like what we're gonna do an is L have, bracket. I don't know. Well, yeah. Let, let me explain this because I went in <laughs> thinking this should be an easy bracket. There's you know two groups, uh, th excuse me, three groups of two matchups each. Jason and I went twice. Adam and Jason went twice, and Adam and I went twice head to head. Perfect. We'll just get a bracket in there. It turns out it doesn't really work that way because that leaves us at twelve a twelve team bracket, which means you've got to have certain teams on by the first week. So it gets kind of confusing trying to figure out who's matching up in the second matchups then. And so looking at it, it's it was very evident that well we've got twelve, 
Next best thing is to get a total of 16 teams in here, for lack of a better word, 16 characters, which means we're going to extend round one by two more matchups, one today and one next week. That's right. So today it's going to be Dave versus Jason. Ooh. And I've Bring got my it. cards here. I am ready to draw. Are you ready, <sighs> gentlemen? I'm yes. ready. All right. So who will be... A t- I'm, I'm going to flip a coin. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Dave, just go Dave. All right. Dave. Dave's going to get the first assignment. All right, Dave. Your first... Your, your white card is a turtle. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not Teenage Mutant, just a standard just a old snapping r- turtle. Regular turtle. Maybe it's a it painted turtle. snapping turtle. Ooh. Jason, your player is your your fighter is a mad scientist. Oh boy! Oh yeah, Doc Brown. Now All I know right. how I turn into a ninja turtle. <laughs> now, Dave, your turtle's first power is that it can't stop laughing. Laughing <laughs> 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 turtle. <laughs> Jason, your mad scientist's first power is can turn to steel. Oh, oh classic. Man. man, I want to see that match up against those little rascals from last exactly. week. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's, that <laughs> power is useless. All right. Now, the turtle that can't stop laughing, the final power is they are in a hot air balloon. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, my gosh. This is the, this is the uh, weakest character to date. Uh, <laughs> Matt, the mad scientist. <laughs> We're going to roll with it. I don't know how the heck I'm going to argue this one, but... Okay, the mad scientist who can turn to steel, his last power is that his hands are covered in butter. (laughs) 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 Okay, so who wants to go first and convince me that that your fighter would win? Turtle that can't stop laughing in a hot air balloon versus a mad scientist that can turn to steel and his hands are covered in butter. This... this <laughs> this matchup as a whole is one of the most absurd. I think I thought the the fire breathing meatloaf might have been our craziest one, or or maybe the fifty duck sized horses made of glass. But yeah. I'm telling you, a laughing turtle in a hot yeah. air balloon versus a steel mad scientist with butter hands. Yep, Ste- <laughs> steel butter hand scientist versus Hilara turtle. Let's oh, go. Hilara turtle. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jason. Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to go from here. Um. Well, here's the thing I'm thinking about. Uh, so the turtle is in a hot air balloon, so it definitely has a height advantage. And um, well, how do they even fight? That's my question. Like the, <laughs> the turtle's up there laughing away. Maybe that's how this goes because the, the scientist just cannot get to the turtle, and this is, this is just a dud fight. <laughs> All right. So yeah, but his it, hands are covered in butter. Yeah. Yes. Being that he, he's going to have to it, climb up to him somehow, which does nothing for him. No, absolutely nothing. <laughs> the only thing it makes is so I can't grab the turtle. <laughs> he just <laughs> keeps slipping out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even when he's made of steel. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Let's so hear it. Here's what I'm going to have to do here is uh, since he's a mad scientist, I'm sure he has some really awesome contraptions that he's made over the years. With his butter-covered hands, things slipping all over. (laughs) Well, he has. I don't. Pass me a screwdriver, please. (laughs) Oh, dang it! I dropped it again. (laughs) Now I do not. My popcorn always tastes so good. (laughs) Now this is uh, the butter hands. Is this an ability? Or uh, how, how it is this explained? Depends on how you look at it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you're supposed to convince us right now. <laughs> okay. Well, if it's an ability, I'm going to say that I just don't activate that ability. 
Yeah, I don't think it works that way. So my hands are not buttered. Uh, well, it <laughs> just simply be, says your hands are covered in butter, so you can't yeah, say okay. they aren't. I, I okay, think so it's not an ability; it's just a hindrance. No, it doesn't say hands can generate butter. It's like okay. a yeah, it's a situation, not a uh, power. Okay, all right. So, anyways, uh, he in the past has figured out a way to create things, and one of the things he did create is a big cannon that shoots a human from it. We've seen these at circuses. <laughs> okay, so. So what he's going to do is he's going to climb into it uh, very carefully with those buttered hands, and uh, he's going to shoot himself into... Wait, wait. Does he go in the cannon? Yes. In, <laughs> in, it's lubricated in there. Does he go in hands first, head down, so he no. can lubricate it up before he goes no. in? Or does he go in feet first and lubricate feet on the first. way out? Feet first. Okay. okay. All right. So he shoots himself <laughs> at the balloon and he lands actually in the basket. Okay. So he's so an he, excellent shot. Yes. Well, he's a scientist. He knows all this trajectory and everything. <laughs> so uh, he, he tested the wind uh, speed and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> now, he can't do anything to the turtles in there. I mean, the, the thing I would think about to do right away is, well, just pick up one of those turtles and just throw it over the edge, you know, out of the basket. But he can't because it keeps slipping out. But his other abilities, he could turn himself okay. to steel. <laughs> okay. And so this is going to create a weight that was not accounted for. So now, all of a sudden, this balloon is losing altitude fast. Very, very fast. And when the basket hits the ground, the the uh, steel, heavy steel man falls with that impact right on top of the turtles and just smushes them, and they're freaking dead. There's only one turtle. Yeah. Oh, there's one, only one I thought turtle. it was a whole... Uh, I'll be honest. If my hands are covered in butter, I can still pick up a turtle. <laughs> I know, but I, I, I took that out of the equation. <laughs> Here's, and I've the now... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, I like your story, and, and I'm going to be honest. I feel like that's probably the most plausible outcome, uh, assuming he can somehow shoot himself straight into that uh, basket. Scientist. Out of Very his butter smart. tube. Right, a buttered, <laughs> butter a buttered human cannon. But the yep. problem is he's going to land in there, and he's going to see this cute little turtle. And this turtle, you know what happens when someone gets the giggles? And this turtle's just going to be laughing oh. away and laughing away. And suddenly, the scientist will start out at first looking at him like, why are you laughing? What's so funny? And it'll kind of get in his head a little bit. So he's going to be kind of, you know, what, I got a booger in my nose? Or what's so funny? What's so funny? Don't you know I'm going to crush you? What's so funny? And next thing you know, that laughter is going to turn contagious. And so basically, this mad scientist that turns to steel can't pick anything up. He's going to try and pick up the turtle, I think. He'll try. And that turtle will come squeezing right out of his hands, land over in the thing, and he'll start laughing. Like soap in a prison shower. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something like that, I guess. But he'll that that's what'll be. And, and here you got a guy that can hold him down and get hard fast. Oh, no. <laughs> What? <laughs> it says he can turn to steel. He's he's got a point, <laughs> but the, he's gonna start laughing, and this scientist is gonna find the whole thing so hilarious <laughs> as, as he's as he's trying to pick up this turtle, almost like a, you know someone chasing a chicken around and they can't catch it. These butter hands are going to be trying to pick up this turtle. The turtle won't stop laughing. He's just floating happily higher and higher up in this hot air balloon. And finally what's going to happen is this scientist is going to get a little too close to the railing at one point, maybe slip a little bit, something's going to happen. He's going to reach for the railing, 
and not be able to hold on. And he's going to topple out even if he's turned to steel, which will only bury him further into the ground as he just gets splatted all over himself. Even if he's steel, that steel will compact and compress as he hits that giant boulder they're flying over in that mountain range. So that's what I think is going to happen. Our turtle is going to happily laugh his way off into the sunset. There's a huge flaw in your theory here, though. Being that he is a mad scientist... I was thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, He's a scientist for one, so he is not a very humorous guy. He is all... Is all you know science, all reality, all blah blah blah. And he's yeah, also we all know scientists don't laugh. Yeah, they don't laugh. Everyone I've met hasn't laughed once. <laughs> and he's a mad scientist, which he, which means he doesn't have all his faculties to him. Which right? means he's more prone to fits of crazy laughter. No, Think of he's the Joker. Fits of rage. No, a mad scientist doesn't mean he's angry. A mad scientist means he thinks up crazy ideas and but out I don't, there plans. Was the Joker a he's, scientist? No, he's not a scientist. The I Joker's so. not. But a mad scientist in general isn't a scientist that walks around angry all the time. All right. All right. Time for the judge's call. All right. Time for the judge's call. Let's so, hear it. <laughs> this turtle is still I'll, I'll give a little explanation here because I kind of side with the fact that the contagious laughter might not be effective against someone who doesn't True. isn't all there. Um, considering that the turtle has... <laughs> We're done with this show. <laughs> Considering that the turtle has literally zero offense mm-hmm. and just sounds adorable. Yeah. Uh, I feel terrible, but the mad scientist is going to kill this thing. <laughs> it's gonna, at least, you it's know, as, as it plummets to its death, it's still laughing. Yeah. And, it, it and will. legend has it that if you still hear laughter on the wind, it was the turtle. <laughs> but so, the winner here, I think we're going to declare the mad scientist who can turn to steel <laughs> and has butter hands. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I won. I you did won. my best to uh, to put up an argument there, but <laughs> you're working with what you got. I mean, yeah, I, I can a, relate. A laughing turtle in a hot air balloon wasn't uh, wasn't much. Fast as fast can be. Not as my watch. Crazy. So now, if it was that. a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, though, I'd have to give it to you then. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle would have it all. It would be yeah, done for him. Yeah. He just keeps laughing, you know, as he karate kicks the crap out of you. you know, so he, go ahead. <laughs> alternate universe, the mad scientist gets up there, sees the laughing turtle, and then pulls out his, uh, his bottle of, of secret ooze and turns mm. the turtle into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Well... I don't want to see a scientist with butter-covered hands pulling out any bottles of secret ooze. <laughs> but I, I do want to see Vanilla Ice singing He'll drop about it the secret Oh, ooze. that makes sense, though. I was going to say he dropped that bottle anyways, but yeah, that's probably how it happens. He takes it out to say, ha I've got something vicious. Oh, 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 dropped another one. Splashes all over the <laughs> turtle, and suddenly he's a ninja turtle. Exactly. So here's where we're at. We've got one more matchup next week. Who wants to go head-to-head next week? Because mm. what we're finding, since we're pushing the characters through, it, I guess, isn't as important which one of us argues. We just got to have two people argue uh, unless, these scenarios. Uh, oh, um, uh, well, let's rotate. So the same person doesn't need to do the character, because what if no. it's two of the same person's character? Yeah, because I think what we'll do when we go on to round two, we'll take the winners, and then we'll just, with each matchup, we're just going to flip a coin or a virtual coin and see who's who's going to battle out for who. Perfect. So next week, who wants to battle out? Well, who wants to judge? 
Don't matter. Flip a right. coin. Who judged last time? Jason and you. So I can judge. So you and Jason go head to head next week. Oh, right. Adam versus right. so Jason. So here's our winners so death. far. We've got one one entry left. We'll wrap this this round up. So in round one, the 100 crazy cat ladies with acid blood beat out the werewolf with a battleship and a mustache that he could stretch and move at will. Round two. Which I still call bogus on, by the way. No. (laughs) Round two, the Amish Darth Vader on a jet ski ended up edging out a hair-controlling evil doll armed with an impenetrable shield. Again, bull. I don't know. Um, Judge made the decision. So round three saw a Spartan trapped in a potato sack that can summon anything from the hardware store, defeat a narcoleptic carny (laughs) that shot blinding light (laughs) from his hands. Um, It's still funny. (laughs) Yep. The next round saw a six-inch tall Miley Cyrus with a T-Rex wearing a cone of shame as a partner take a loss to a flaming marshmallow man riding a battle cat. Now, the only reason there was a loss there was that Jason, he waved the white flag, threw in the towel, and if you remember when I judged that, I actually called it our first ever draw, but Jason had already thrown in the towel, so that was that one. Flaming Marshmallow Man moves on. Next, we had a fire-breathing meatloaf trapped in an antique diver's helmet who ended up destroying 50 duck-sized horses made of glass that were armed with nunchucks. And then last week, of course... The wall-crawling Nickelback that could make half-sized clones of itself instantly was defeated by two little rascals in a trench coat that had magnetic powers and were armed with a trident. So they're going to go on to see. We got to find out who the next person is that's going to going to battle okay. against the mad scientist. Hold on here. Week. So th- we've done now seven of these, if I'm counting that correctly. Yep. Right. Two, three, All four, right. five, six. I seven. did yep. five of them, so I should be the judge next week. Okay. Because I can't be doing them all. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to be fair here. Let's see. One, I've done two, five of them. So. so you had two there. I did the first four, it sounds two, like. Two, four. Yep, Adam had two. And then Adam had two more. We've all had four. You and I both have had five. So, Adam, oh. you're going to battle this next one out by yourself. <laughs> they can't Sweet. <laughs> All right, I can, I can do that. You two be the no, judges. Like, like I say, it doesn't really. <laughs> and he still loses. It doesn't really matter who's who's arguing because we're gonna we're gonna take the characters on and see who wins anyways. So right, right. So we'll That'll we'll work. do that. So oh, it's a big show times. today, guys. It was a big show. So I just want to remind the listeners that the three of us here at the Digital Soup Podcast want to just say thank you so much for listening and to see all of our content contact us or just interact in any way head on over to digitalsouppodcast.com keep in mind you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to subscribe leave a review if you'd be so kind plus we'd love it if you told a friend about us before we put the lid on the soup as i like to say stick around to hear the digital soup unsigned spotlight this time we've got a track called subject 028 by a band called Semmelweis Reflex, and they are a five-piece progressive metal band from Stockholm, Sweden. Their debut album, Remnants, was released back in 2016, and the band was geographically separated for more than a year after the release, since different members had to pursue different interests. But they're once again living in Stockholm and are working on a new album. So we will have a link to their uh, their Facebook page in our show notes. And again, that's Subject 028 by Semmelweis Reflex. From all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, all of you listeners... Have an awesome, wonderful week. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. DS out. <laughs> Take care, guys. Let's do swipe. <laughs> Later, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Rest in peace, Bert. Shadows in darkness. I scream without sound. Bound up and tortured. They steal from my Secrets I possess that exploit and abuse. This legion of hatred would reduce all to dust. I must remain strong, resist at all times. They made my mind wrong. Oh God, how it burns. This insidious.
Shut up.